Hey everybody, welcome to Doctrines of Rad. This is a special emergency episode, I guess you could call it. Uh, we we just recorded our first episode yesterday. Uh, the Supreme Court has made a, uh, well, allegedly, we're, we're going to have to kind of discuss and work our way around this thing, but uh, there's some news that has come out um, from the Supreme Court that it's possible that uh, they will be overturning uh, essentially Roe v. Wade. Uh, there's some details in there that uh, I think a lot of people aren't really... Um, keeping up on, but uh, I'm Drew, this is Logan, and uh, up, we are Doctrines of Rad, and so I'm going to open up with uh, what what is, you you were saying that something was bugging you, so talk, talk yeah, me through yeah, what's going on. Man, so just uh, posting pro-life videos on TikTok, uh, and the, the video I got in response, man, it was just the, the ignorance of this individual, it was, mm. it's stupid, it was dumb, it was just a dumb it was dumb response, right? So yeah. nothing this person says changes the simple fact that what is inside that person and that mm. pregnant mother, what is inside that woman is a human being. It is human life. And therefore, yeah. for the simple fact that it is human, it is worthy of living. It's innocent, right? So if we, if we begin to look at life subjectively, if it does not objectively have value, if it does not objectively have worth, and it becomes subjective, then what determines when that fetus actually gets value, right? Is it based on, like, if, if the fetus doesn't have worth and value at that moment of conception sure. for being human, at what point in its stage of development does it begin to have life or have value? That's right? why it's, it, it, it is, it's impossible for, for an argument to hold, to hold weight when it, comes down to that i mean if it comes down to determining when is it when is a value when is it uh considered life it's either and i was having this conversation on my live earlier um it's either it is life always or it is not and you have to you, there's no there is no time in which uh at at some point that the baby as it's developing that it becomes uh, cognizant or self. First of all, there's no science that can measure that. So there, there is no argument that's valid to to argue on behalf because there's no way. It's only theory uh, and hypothesis. You, they don't know what is going on in the mind and the hearts of the infants as they are growing. It's Absolutely. they just don't know. Uh, yeah, just as much arguments as arguments that it's not a sentient being is right. I mean. They can't. Science hasn't even been able to to prove uh, a soul that, that a soul exists. That uh, you know the human conscious is a thing, even though we understand that it is. And I think, and, and most reasonable people, uh, I don't think would deny that we have some sort of a soul or a consciousness. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so when does the, the the biggest question is when does it start? And the problem is that that when we narrow it down to this question, um. It, it it nitpicks so much. It's such a nuance. It's either life or it isn't. Yeah, period. So because I, uh, and I don't think they understand truly what they're saying, right? Because then we begin to catalog life, right? If it doesn't have value simply for the simple fact that it has that it is a human being, yeah. Right? Then then when do we get value? When when our culture tells us we're beautiful enough, but maybe we're smart enough, or maybe we're fit enough, we're athletic enough, maybe we just have enough talent, and that's what makes us valuable. Maybe we contribute something to the society. So if it's based on what I contribute to society, then anybody that's not able-bodied, do we just get rid right. of them? Do we start just uh, removing anybody that has a defect? 
Oh, I think if a lot of people had their way, they would be removing elderly too. Because this is, uh, you got to remember, this is a death cult. This is not, uh, this is not just uh, an innocent misunderstanding. This is a death cult. These are people that relish, that desire uh, the destruction of life. And they will fight tooth and nail to get it. So we aren't, and again, I want to bring us back to scripture. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm. We wrestle against principalities, uh, against uh, dark, dark forces in high places. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but uh, we're not battling these people guys. And I think maybe this is where we can um, have a, have a moment to, to realize that, that there is something so demonic about the destruction, the killing of children. Uh, and we are battling with people either possessed or oppressed. I truly believe that there is a demonic influence on this. I, I'd like yeah. to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, absolutely. Right. Because if I can destroy the Imago Dei, the image of God, right. If I can just take the thing that looks like God himself and just destroy it. then I mean, what kind of power does he have over, over creation in that moment when image bearers of God are destroying other image bearers and not just any image bearers, innocent image bearers, right? That's yeah. what gives us value. We are the only thing in creation that actually shakes our fist at God. Yeah. Like we are made in his image and his likeness, mm-hmm. right? We're not just we, – we, we, yes, we were formed of the dirt, but we were formed in his image and we were made in his likeness, right? So that's what gives us value, and we got to cherish that, right? Because the moment, right, like I just said, there's a slippery slope here. The moment we start getting rid of that, then we start getting rid of our elderly, we start getting rid of our, our disabled, yep. or we value all life as worthy of living simply for the simple fact that it is human life. Well, let's look at look look at what's been building up, you know, up to this point is, is uh, such a secular, humanistic worldview that has just infiltrated uh, our culture, our, our mm. church culture. Yeah. Um, this this mindset of uh, of the the supremacy of science over faith, um, the intellectual idolatry that we have put on people to go to college that in order to be uh, valuable or good in this society that you must go get a higher education, get a degree. And that's truly your value. And then anyone, and we know this because people put such importance and emphasis on their degrees, their Mm. certifications, their validations. It's all, it's all a symbol of pride. This is all, this all affects the ego uh, these are these demonic attacks that really, uh, you know, play prey on our lusts and our the things that we can be easily tempted in. I want to. I do want to take. Um, so I, th- th- I get very passionate about this topic, right? Um, because I think our nation as a whole needs to understand that 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 this is human life, right? Uh, because I, I can see the destruction and, and where it's going to lead to. And as you just said, like there's a lot of other things that are corrupting us as human beings on, on a daily basis. We're little idle factories, right? But yes. Who was it, Spurgeon or uh, C.S. Lewis that said that the heart is little idle factory? Yeah, or actually, it was Calvin. It, was it Calvin. might have been Calvin. I was thinking it, it was, was Calvin, Calvin, but yeah, we yeah. are our hearts are our idle hearts factories. Are little idle factories, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. So I I'm sympathetic to the 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 idea that pregnancy is hard. 
Yes. Right? Your body changes, your your hormones change, your emotions change, you're, you're, you're physically changing. I get that. And I get it's difficult. And a lot of times, if men don't step up and be men, it leaves that woman in a moment of hopelessness. Right. And I get that. Yeah. And I understand that. And I can bear that burden with you. But that does not give us a right to destroy the human life within you. Yeah. Regardless what how hard it's going to be. Right. And now, and I do want to say this, if anyone listening to this has actually had an abortion, I need you to understand I'm not your enemy. I don't look down upon you. Okay. I think it was wrong. I will tell you to your face it was wrong. And I think you know deep down in your in your heart that it was wrong. But there is redemption for everyone. Right. What Christ provided for all sinners applies to you, too, regardless what you did. And I think and if you look at the stats, most women that absolutely regret their abortion because it adds trauma to whatever trauma they already had. gone. Absolutely. That life isn't over for you yet. And there is a an ability to be redeemed for your actions in the past. And that comes through Christ. I have to say that. Like I, I'm very loving, but I will not stand here and pretend that abortion is okay or it's right. you know up to you. It's not. It shouldn't be up to you. Every human being should stand together and say human life is valuable. Do not destroy human life. And yep. period, period. Yeah, I think we've lost uh, we've lost the value of life in this uh, in this in this postmodern society uh, again. Uh, and the the thing people say this a lot, but it's it re, it remains true that uh, when you tell people that there is no God, then there is no reason to try to do anything. Oh, There's absolutely. really no reason to be alive because if we are ultimately a cosmic accident, then then we simply can do what we want, and there will be no consequences at all in the afterlife. There's no standard for anything, right? Right. What what gives us value over anything else in creation? Right. Right. If if I'm not made in the imago dei, if I'm not made in the image of God, then am I? And if I'm not here to provide and protect the creation that I am surrounded by, because that's my mm-hmm. role, I'm supposed to work this garden. I'm yeah. supposed to protect this world. If that if there is no standard about beyond us, then what gives us value? Yeah. What gives it any of this a point and a meaning? Because there's nothing if I don't if I don't protect human life, there's nothing stopping me from putting a bullet in your head, right? And just walking away and not caring about it, right? Aside from you know the laws, which the laws again are from? typically <laughs> go to well, and they're about conservation of life. I mean, most right. laws uh, are are put in place for the conservation of life, property, you know, stuff like that. What do you think? Uh, I was thinking about this earlier when. If we could read about this time, the 2020, this era, say, you know, the last 20 years or so, if we could had have some way to read about, like, if this time was written in the Bible, but it was a blip, as so so many different times have been in the Bible, where it's just a very quick mention of a period of time where the wickedness of man prevails, right? Mm. So, historically. So, how do you think if we were to read about 2022, 2000s, 1990s, whatever, uh, as a blip under, uh, uh, you know, the rule that we're in in this democracy or whatever. What do you think, how would it be written? Uh, how do you think it would be written? 
I, I so I would look back to where so Kane starts the the uh, city of Enoch, right? And you really start to see that the human life begins to completely depreciate not human life but like our our morality begins to depreciate right sure um it begins to get very very wicked. very immoral very very evil. immoral right yeah uh, based on i i imagine i can just I, I see it like a little virus like a little disease sin starts to grow and grow and grow and as it reproduces in a culture that is not being governed by any kind of standard like the city yeah. of enoch begin to spread and then mm-hmm. eventually we get to chapter six where the hearts of men were evil continuously. Yeah. To the point that there's a theophany there. Not theophany. Yeah, theophany. That uh God which is like this our depiction of emo- human emotions placed on God, where it says God regretted making man, right? Yeah. Yeah. He regretted mankind. Right. And God can't regret. So right. obviously we read that and we realize that the author has no words to express what God was feeling. But in mm. that moment, he looks at the world and he sees their evil hearts were their hearts were evil continuously. Mm-hmm. And that says something about how bad the the like the city of Enoch grew to that the entire world was worthy of being washed away. Mm. And I think this if you read what if, if this was a, a Bible story twenty twenty two, this would be the city of Enoch growing mm. into the times of Noah. Interesting. Well, and so one of the things that we can be sure of, and I know that this comes up in an argument sometimes, so I figure we should mention it. uh, God has promised not to flood the earth again. Uh, I don't think that Logan and I believe that, but if that question does come up where you're like, oh, well, is God going to do it again? No. Uh, you know, it's in, in come fact, by fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the ark is a type of Christ. I mean, uh, Amen. when when Noah was building the ark based off of his obedience to God, uh, the ark was a symbol of what Jesus inevitably did on the cross with uh, basically destroying sin, because that's what God did uh, as uh, with Jesus on the cross, as he destroyed sin, and Jesus became sin, and then we, he was like, um, the ark is the symbol of uh, of our survival, of his providence over us, in his love in um, retaining uh you know, showing the value of his creation. I mean, we, <clears throat> even in the midst of, of all of this sin, all of this woe, all of this everything else uh, that led to the destruction, God still desired humanity to carry on. Yeah. He does. He desired human beings to live, to, uh, to um, essentially... Well, yeah, I mean, take take the earth. I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but it's, uh, you know, basically take ownership of the earth, uh, till the ground, you know, make, you know, create things. God has, I mean, think of the love. I mean, how amazing must it, when I, as a dad, when I can see my daughter singing a song and she's making it up from her heart and it's just coming out and she's just, uh, singing about the mountains and the beauty and and she's six you know she's just and she's carrying a tune and it's beautiful i didn't put that song in her i didn't sing. it's not a song that she's heard me sing it's a song that she is singing on her own and i i have a limited view of that as a father to see my daughter yeah. do that and feel such gratitude such uh joy such um just uh just I'm in wonder, you know, in, in awe of God yeah. and just in seeing that. And it's like, 
God feels that way with his children. He lets us experience that because he's trying to tell us something about him. And he loves to see us create and creating is, is music and, and poetry and art and, you know, um, all of that. But it's also life. We create life. He has given us the gift to do that and to think of what, how it must grieve the heart of God to see and to know of the, the hearts of man so evil and wicked that they would destroy the very life that God has given them to reproduce and create is just, it. I'm so sad, I am grieved by the will of the people to go so dark. Yeah. And I am just praying for, our, for God to have mercy because I can understand, I, I get it. If terrible things happen, I get it. I, you know, I, I hate to be that guy, but if something happens and God is, is, is doing, is, is leading into a judgment and we have to, as believers experience something because on this timeline, we don't have control. So, uh, if we have to experience something, I get it. Like I can't be mad at God if terrible things start happening in this country uh, to the yeah. people that are, that are sacrificing their children to a demon. No, I'm with you, man. I mean, what else can I mean? What else can we do? I mean, it's just—it's so—it's terrifying. It's so terrifying to think that people are. I just I I sh- I shake internally to think about the judgment of God on the people that are just destroying the very gift that He has given them, and it's yeah. terrifying. It's insane, right? Like these, and they're not just unknowingly doing these things. There's people that are activists, yes. people who are fighting for this. They want they, abortion. They, they want to kill babies. These are babies. End of story. They're babies, and if they are babies, what are you fighting for? Just be honest. That's that's all we're asking for. Be honest. You're okay with people choosing yeah. to kill their children. Don't don't hide it in flowery words. Don't hide it in legislation. Just be honest, and then we can have a conversation from there. But as long as you are lying to yourself that you are not taking and advocating for the taking of a human life, you are being you are deceiving yourself. But Drew, you're a man, and all men want to do is control what women do with their bodies. Yeah, that's it's the most ridiculous argument. That's so because you're mad at men, babies have to die. Because you're mad at how men have. It's a really bad way to get revenge. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why do the why do the why do the girl babies have to die then? Why are we killing all of them? Right. This is the same – look, these are the same people that are advocating that gender is – it doesn't exist. So, I mean – and frankly, I, you know, we don't have to get political about this. This is truly about the sanctity of life. But when it comes to the people that are advocating for this sort of thing, um, that will say things like, you know, you're a man, you don't have a voice on this. Well, A – and I'm I'm not being silly, but 
this is it sounds silly because it's ridiculous. It, these people believe that men can be pregnant and that they can't define uh, that unless you're a biologist, you can't define who a woman is. I mean, this is the evil. These are people. Look, I don't know if people are just brainwashed and just can't think outside of the box, but like these are the people that when the Bible writes about the the evil counsels of these people, like Pharaoh, that were just plotting against God, against the God of Israel. This is the, the the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. This is the exact same thing. It just it looks more flowery. The world is a little bit more wealthy, and everything looks modern. But it's the same thing as Pharaoh advocating for the the, the hatred, the destruction of the of of the Israelites because they represented the Creator God, the God of the universe. Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing. Right. And everything is just dust in the wind. Yep. Absolutely. So so what you said something earlier I I thought was really interesting um when we were talking today. Um uh, what do you what do you what do you think this means for our nation? Is this a good thing? Is it uh uh is it a growing pain that we're or are we gonna go through growing pains through this? Well, I think yeah, these are all uh that's a that's a really good question. These are all um growing pains these are all problems that god is is going to lead us into maturity um i i think that uh i mean i i said it on a on a live stream earlier christians are raising children christians right now are raising families like armies i mean the the churches that i've been to that have people that are my age or a little bit younger they they're having two, three, four, sometimes five kids. They're adopting Amen. Amen. two, three, four, five children. They are raising. Look, this is the, the, the natural result. I think, you know, the world works in pendulum swings and we see God do things. You know, he uses the, a lot of patterns. We can we see the patterns of, of how God has operated through history. So. I think this is a pendulum swing that has gone very far off into the evil section. Uh, and I think we're going to see we're, we're because of this, we're going to see, I mean, people are having to make now very hard choices because of the way that the, the, the position that the people in, in leadership in our country have put us in, whether it's school choices, university choices, um, you know, religious choices, obviously, but people are making some very hard choices. And there's becoming, I think there is a refining happening within the body of Christ. Right. And and in the true body of Christ, and I'm not the not the, the mega churches. The true body of Christ, there is a refining. And when that is when that is like activated, when God has reached whatever he's doing within the true body of Christ, it, it could bring a revival. This could bring such a powerful movement of God throughout all of the nations. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, there, there's a lot of sadness in this and there's a lot of doom and gloom that can be had. But I think there is potential for people to wake the heck up and realize that this, this life that we're living is, is on purpose and you've got a purpose yes. and there's something that you need to do and yes. you are valuable and God has created you for something. Uh, I think politically speaking, um, 
ultimately what this does to the country is it puts the rights into the, the hands of the states so that the people can vote for the people that are representing them and in their state government. And so if you are, are you know, feeling desperate about this, you have to make the decision in the people that represent an outlaw, make abortion illegal in your state. If you've, and, and look, hard choices. Are you going to live in a state that is going to promote the killing of children, or are you going to say, I've had enough, I'm not giving my tax dollars to the state because yeah. of what they do, and I'm going to move somewhere that doesn't support it? These are Love hard it. decisions, but these are th- important things that we as Americans and as believers, we have to, we've got to wrestle with and come to, it, it, it's, my dad used to say, you know, crap or get off the pot, right? That people have said it in other, you know, more derogatory terms, but do it or go, like, right. st- Either do something or stop complaining about it because you're not helping the cause if you're not actively involved in the the taking care of widows and orphans, taking care of children, adopting children, having babies, uh, taking care of the poor. If you aren't actively doing those things, your words mean nothing to me. That's right. That's right. You're, I had a people – I wanted to mention too, I was doing a live stream earlier on TikTok. I had about 120 people. And nice. one of the, the main questions that I had uh, asked of me as I am just talking about, look, abortion is wrong. I'm talking about this as being murder. The main question I kept seeing was, well, will you, are you willing to adopt all the babies? Yes. I would love Absolutely. To. A thousand percent. If the government made it easier, I would have, I would have, 30 beds in my house right now of kids that needed homes that mm-hmm. I would take care of. My wife and I are I, – I believe as it is a, a, a an unction from God for believers to adopt children. I know it's not everybody's total situation, just like not everybody should be a missionary overseas. But I do think that it is, uh, it is a command from God to take care of the fatherless – yeah. to take care of those orphan kids and and this has been going on for many this isn't a new concept guys this isn't new nope jesus said the true religion is to care for the orphan and the widow yep and that is our that, that is something we should we should take joy in doing right as there's a, a roofer, blessing when, involved in that too so man when i go out and i i roof and i knock a door and i get to a widow's house and her roof is caving in on her she doesn't have the money to like provide for her. I'm finding so many ways for us to get a church behind her, get mm. a community of, of her family together. Like, hey, your your grandmother needs a roof. Like, mm. we're going to give you the best deal we can on this roof. We're going to give it to you at cost if we can. But we need to do something about this. This woman is living in a home where her, her ceiling is falling in. Yeah. You know? or, or And like me and my wife plan to adopt, right? We're yeah, working absolutely. towards getting to where we can financially do so. Right. And and yeah. I'm, and not just being an activist and say, hey, don't kill babies. Like, well, who's right. going to take care of them? Well, one, I, and, you know, I truly believe this. Men need to step up. Yes. Right. You don't have a woman or you don't get a woman pregnant and then walk out on her. Right. Be a man. Right. And we don't we don't act like that anymore. Right. We, we have, well, there's no honor in being a man anymore. What is well, a man? Yeah. I mean, define it. Oh, yeah. Define a man. Right. I can't define a woman unless I'm a biologist. And what does the biology say? Well, she has female genitalia. That's a woman. Right. Oh, well, I can't agree with the biologist. Right? So define a man then. Right? I think the biblical representation of a man is exactly what this world needs, regardless if you don't believe in God or not. 
be that man. Yeah, I mean, look at look at guys like Jordan Peterson. You bring up a great point. Uh, he, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know that he's uh, would consider himself a Christian, but for for many years, uh, as a as a secularist teaching in in universities, he uh, would say over and over again, the Bible is absolute. Like the the standards that are laid out in the Bible are the absolute best way for humanity to live and thrive. Even if you don't believe if in God, if you followed what the Bible uh, ex- explains in, in what morality is, you would live a better life in general. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, it, And I get it. I understand. People don't see it. I, I, there will be people, look, the, the, the path to destruction is wide, and it holds many. That means that there are more people on earth that are walking, that are, are living on a path to destruction. The road to salvation is narrow. It, yeah. There's less of us, but we still have to speak up. We have to say something. We have to, we're going to be overwhelmed by people, but we have God on our side. Yeah, and it's not just narrow in the sense like there's less people there, but it's narrow because it's a single path, right? It's yeah. narrow and there's only one way, Yeah. right? It's narrow because there's not, you can't just dabble in everything to get there. You need to follow this path, right? Christ is the way, the truth, the life. And, and like I said earlier, for those, if you, if you are a woman who had an abortion or a, a man and you convinced a woman of abortion, now you're feeling guilty for it. I promise you there is redemption for anyone in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. And you bring that to the foot of the cross. Right, and 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 I'm I'm gonna stand there with you as you as you confess your sin and repent to that, but it, in no way am I ever going to say, hey, you know, it's okay that you did that. You don't really got to repent of it. It wasn't a big deal. Okay, another one bites the dust. No, that is a human life, right? And so I, I really want to get your take on this. I had a an atheist on TikTok tell me, well, isn't it the better decision for us to kill the babies? Because then they go straight to heaven, right? Isn't that like like, isn't that they, they, they yeah, miss out on all the too. suffering of life? Absolutely yeah. not. There's so much beauty, right? It, prior to God creating creation, he had to sacrifice his privacy for us to come into existence, right? In that, mm. in that, in that moment, he gave something up for us to come into existence. How dare we tarnish that? And each one of those individuals that were coming into existence, although God foreknows who's going to be aborted, right? Sure. He knows everything. Um, it is in no way our like our. We should never take the authority to right. remove somebody from. Yeah, it's not ours to it. Life is not ours to take. It's not ours to to give. I mean, we. We provide the necessary uh, pieces to make life happen, but life is not ours to give or take. You know, it happens yeah. when God and and I think when you when you say that that well, it's just better for them to die. That's asserting uh, that's assert uh, still asserting yourself above the will of God. Amen. Um, that you is know, exactly you, what it's doing. It's not our call. It isn't. It's not our choice to make. We have not been given that authority, even though we have the ability. We have not been given that authority to do that. Um, so you know, I've heard that argument. You know, and it, it, I, in some ways, it makes sense. You know, when you don't know the Lord, when when you don't think that there's a purpose, uh, and you know, I just, uh, I know that I, I think that God. I hope that in his in his uh I don't believe that God sends babies to hell. 
And it, uh, let me let me just let me clarify that because I think a lot of people, when they think of Calvinists, uh, one mm-hmm. of their main arguments is, well, if God chooses and all of these babies are getting aborted, uh, you know, they haven't had a chance to repent or whatever. You know, there's there's some. There's some doctrine thoughts there that, sin on them. Yeah. yeah, the doctrine of original sin, you know, um, I, uh, I found peace. There's a, an article, it's not even a full book, but it's, it's an article and I'll have to find the author in order to share with everybody. But he explains the idea of, of children who die, uh, you know, prior to being born or, you know, early on in life. And the thing that brought me the most peace is a God already knows and he's in full control. So I trust him, but B uh, hell and, and, and an eternity is separation from God is uh, that is for the satisfaction of sin. And I don't see the God of the Bible being satisfied in the punishment of children that don't even know why they are there or couldn't even speak the words to ask the question why they were there. It doesn't line up with the God of the Bible that is merciful, that has, uh, again, written the story. I just believe that that God's grace uh, on on those children, I I do not believe that it sends them to hell. Uh, I do not believe that they they are judged the same way. And, And I'm not sure how God works it out, but I believe and I trust the Lord. Absolutely. So it's his very character. Yeah. Like based on what we understand that if he is omnibenevolent, if he is a good God, right, he's I can assume based on my finite knowledge of what good would be that he wouldn't do that right to an innocent creature, although still sinful. Right. And if God wanted to send it to hell, then he's he would be justified to do so just to do so. Yep. Right. Because we cannot question him. In anything that he does, in the moment he does anything, by very definition, it is good in that moment. Yeah. Right. He is the standard of good, so he can do no wrong. He is perfect. So if he did choose to, then I will accept it. But based on what he has revealed about himself to us, I think we can all sit here and go, "Yeah, he doesn't do that." Yeah, I don't think it just doesn't. It doesn't line up with his character, Uh, you know. And I like what you said about. Everything that God does is good. I heard a sermon once that said uh, it was. It's equally uh, what Jesus did on the cross is as good as what as what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah in the sense that God did it and it was purposeful, and uh, it was his. It's his choice to make. It's his story that he's that he's put in motion. Think about that, right? Jesus throughout his life is every bit holy and perfect. And was the only person to ever not be worthy of the death that he received. E- right. Even that, even that unborn child is still a sinner. Right. 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 So Christ is still more innocent than them, and it pleased God to crush him on that cross. Right. Isaiah right. fifty-three. Like it, yeah. it was, it was the will of God of the Lord to crush him. He poured out his wrath on his only perfect Son. Yep. Right. And if you compare that to the rest of us, like mm-hmm. you really see the beauty of the cross in that message. Like, man, he did that for me. Yeah. I mean, he did that for his own glory first off. Yeah. 
but the subsequently like what has poured out from that is I can be redeemed through that. Yeah, yeah. and we have to uh we have to come to a point I think where we realize that uh God is most glorified through what he is doing because he's doing it. And I I just don't know it's a very hard uh it's a hard concept to to grasp sometimes is that God is is most glorified even even when he let Satan destroy everything of Job's, even mm. when he rained fire on Sodom and Gomorrah, even when he flooded the earth. God is most glorified in his in everything that he does. Yeah. Uh, and we can't fully understand, but we do know that if it hadn't been for the fall, there would be no Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Covenant of redemption was played. The lamb was slain but before the fall. Understand of the that earth. these. Yeah. These things happen. Uh, they they seem tragic. They appear tragic, uh, but God brings redemption through all of it. And I think that should be our hope: is that even in the midst of this insanity, where we see our fellow countrymen and people around the world that are advocating for the killing of babies, uh, we have to put our hope that God is still on the throne and he is still full. He is not waking up every morning to find out a new amount of babies have died. God is fully aware. Uh, and we have to put our trust in that he will redeem us out of this situation. Yeah. God is not surprised. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we should probably, uh, wrap it up. Uh, if that's good with you, did you have any, let's do our, uh, let's do our final thoughts here real quick. And then, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, close it on out. Go ahead, brother. You got it. Yeah, I just want to reiterate again. I know I started this off with an aggression, and that was kind of coming from something that was happening externally with a conversation uh, with somebody else about this very topic. Um, But understand that God loves you, right? And if you are somebody who is thinking about abortion or somebody who has had an abortion or a man who has, you know, kind of influenced a woman to have an abortion and now you feel the guilt of that um, please understand that you you can be redeemed right God loves you um, and there's no sin too great so t- just humble yourself before a holy and righteous God and come to understand like I that you need him just as much as anybody else needs him and he will pour out his love on you and you will be restored and you will feel joy and peace and the goodness of God again amen all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Check us out. We do have a uh, official Doctrines of Rad uh, Twitter account now, so you can nice. find us uh, on Twitter. Doctrines of Rad will be sharing information there. Uh, we have our TikTok channel as well where we're doing little highlights, uh, videos, stuff like that. But you go, you're going to find all of our videos here on YouTube, uh, and we do plan to release them once a week. So, um, Oh, and last thing, doctrinesofrad at gmail.com. If you have any questions or there's any topics that you want us to talk about at all, we are excited to answer your guys' questions. So, uh, Logan, thank you, brother, for coming out, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Love you, man. Love you too, brother.